Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Journey Coaching. We're super passionate about all things coaching and want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training over a thousand life coaches. Dive deep into a more meaningful career, find freedom, and make an impact on the world around you. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Everything Life Coaching. Today we have a really great topic how to handle imposter syndrome. Noel, this is a question we get all the time from um, not only students, but just uh, people around us, correct? Yes, absolutely. And it's something that I've certainly experienced in my life. How about you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think it's normal. You know, I think if you don't experience this, um, either you're not being honest or something is wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. And the statistics show that 70% of people experience imposter syndrome at some point in their lives. Mm. So uh, 70% of people experience, is this in the workplace or just in general? In general. Um, I think that imposter syndrome typically tends to flow from and with our concepts of work, who we are, what we do. Um, and that's the, you know, the most common place that we experience imposter syndrome. But I think that people experience it in all different ways, you know, in, in relationships, in marriages, um, in experiences, you know, uh, joining a new gym or, you know, doing anything new really. Yeah. I mean, anytime you feel um, inadequacy, uh, insecurity, if you feel that you don't belong or you're, you're you know, a fraud in some kind of way, this uh, imposter syndrome definitely brightens. Yeah, it's true. And I think that this shows up for coaches, especially, which is why we're talking about it for a lot of different reasons, because coaching is an emerging field, number mm-hmm. one. So, you know, what is a coach? Who can be a coach? what does a coach look like? All of that is totally up for grabs in today's marketplace. And then secondarily, the concept of life coaches has gotten so backwards. You know, whenever I go to parties, you know, in the the pre-COVID days and I said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a life coach. The first thing people say to me is, oh, tell me how to fix my life. Tell me what to do with my Mm -hmm. life. And there's an assumption that I must have some sort of crystal ball um, and or that I have my own life together and am therefore an example of what someone should be doing with their time. Yeah, absolutely. I know that um, in uh, my office hours and uh, in in class, um, one of the greatest reasons why a lot of coaches feel imposter syndrome is because they haven't defined the difference between a therapist and a coach. And they think because they don't have a clinical background that they are fraudulent when coaching. Ooh, that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh man, send those nuggets my way. We can talk about it. And, you know, first of all, thank you for doing that. And guys, if you're listening, this is one of the values of coming to office hours of engaging with mentors to take those fears and put them out on the table so that we can work through them. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know, uh, both Noel and I run office hours. We do it differently, um, different times. Uh, But what's cool is, you know, instead of uh, having a a conversation in a classroom, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the office uh, with your professor uh, in a small group of people. So it's one of the things that we provide at Journey Coaching. It is. And as we're circling with imposter syndrome, I think it's important to 
let folks know that if you're experiencing imposter syndrome, it's real, it's valid, and it's something that you shouldn't let go. You should pay attention to it and you should really work to deal with it because it contributes to anxiety and depression. Yeah, uh, just ignoring or pretend like you don't have it is is only going to amplify it, right? Um, and, and this is what happens when we experience imposter syndrome, feelings of inadequacy and insecurity. Uh, Noel mentioned depression for sure, self-sabotaging behavior that manifests in, in fears, um, kills originality. So uh, you are, especially today with social media, you, you may be copying other people because you think if you copy them, then uh, you'll feel less of an imposter, right? Um, slows down productivity. And yep. uh, folks never start. So like it actually creates a, a wall or a fence. Absolutely. And, you know, this is the killer of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Basically, in a nutshell, that, that's what it is. It's the killer of dreams. Imposter syndrome is the killer of dreams that's and it has true. deep roots and those roots lie in social construction. They could be um, family expectations, our relationship with education, as you mentioned with the therapeutic world, or even constructed ideas of what people who do certain jobs are supposed to look like mm -hmm. yeah. can really get in the way. Yeah. Old definitions keep us um, feeling this way. Yeah. So let's start to bust some of these bubbles and let's hone in on specifically the thing that coaches and young coaches experience. Yeah. First up, Coaching is still new and an emerging field. And literally everyone in the space is truly figuring it out as they go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that in the last few years, it's um, growing uh, exponentially. It's almost like a wildfire where I feel like uh, when I first started about uh, uh, you know 12 years ago, there was a light, maybe a pilot light, um, and it's kind of, you know, started uh, growing. But now I feel like it's a wildfire, which I think is a great thing. Yeah. And, uh, and along with that, you know, you and I have been doing this for over 10 years. I, I think I'm almost at 12. You're just mm -hmm. about the same. Um, at this exact point in time, 12 years in, do you, John, feel like you know what you're doing? No, I, I get butterflies. I have self-doubt. Um, I feel you know, uh, like I'm crazy and, and all of that. But, but here's the thing. It, it doesn't stop me from doing it. I think that's the greatest difference. I think that if you have imposter syndrome, um, where it is actually preventing you from, from moving and like what Noel is saying, if it's killing your dreams and, and you are not moving forward and, and building, then it's a problem. So, um, for me, it doesn't stop me, but I have all those fears, of course. And I do too. I absolutely do too. And so for it shows up for us in really different ways. So for me, um, <clears throat> the thing that has been the most terrifying that I've uh, actually, I worked with a coach to get over was my fear of appearing on film. Mm. Which is which is really um, funny because that's not at all my, my fear. It's the complete opposite, <laughs> right? Uh, which is, you know, great because that's the, that just shows our differences, right? So. 
Indeed. And, and, you know, I just wanted to be really vulnerable about that because I'm such a public person and that is something that legit terrifies me. Yeah. And every time that we do a webinar or I hop on camera with folks, like I'm pacing back and forth in the background. Yeah. And then once I get going and I get my flow, I feel good and I'm engaged, but it takes a minute. And so I want to validate everybody else who feels that way too. It's normal. It's natural. You're not the only one. Yeah. And Given that John and I are so different, this is our next point. Um, you are good enough and your ideas are important because they are different. Mm. If we all had the same voice, the coaching space would be so weird and so boring. And we need new and diverse voices to come into this space because coaching is traditionally female and traditionally white and traditionally corporate dominated and the space needs a shakeup. So yeah. bring all of your snazzy, sparkly marbles. Let's play because we need to get this thing going in different ways. Yeah. I mean, the world doesn't need any more cardboard cutout coaches, you know? And yeah. I think um, the double-edged sword with coaching is as it grows, you know, as uh, the, the fire spreads and more people um, have a, a genuine desire to help other people, um, you're going to see a lot of cardboard cutouts. You're going to see a lot of people who think this is um, what it looks like to be a coach and they're going to be very safe and, and copying other people. Um, but it's going to be the people that stand out and kind of color outside the lines and really lean into their discomfort and be authentically themselves. Those are the people I think are, that are going to change the game and, and also be successful. Yes, leading into discomfort and leaning into difference. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the cardboard cutouts and let's talk about the reality of what's going on. Um, last night I, I had the beautiful experience. One of our journey coaches hosted a healing meditation mm. and I got to see some folks from our organization that I hadn't seen in a while. And one of the little threads of conversation that was going around is I hate social media so much. And these are people who have beautiful followings on social yeah. media. I hate social media so much. I want to get off of it. Um, what do you see happening in the social media space? How are people that you interface with being impacted right now? I think what's happening is uh, we are going to be more interested in depth instead of width. So um, and I've been guilty of this, which means, um, you know, when, when it started to actively go from blogger to like, you know, videos and audio and, and social, um, I was just focused on reach, you know, like everyone else wanting more followers. And when you get to a certain amount of followers, um, you're like, okay, that that's cool. And now if I could just get 10,000 more, you know, I remember when I first got my 10,000, I was like, okay, if I could just get to 30, I won't want any more. That's enough people. I don't care. And then when I got to 30, I was like, okay, I just need to get to a hundred. And then once I got to a hundred, okay, I just need to, you know, and it's just, it's nonstop. And I think, um, people are exhausted by that. And so now what I mean by depth is now they're interested in, um, micro communities they are interested in creating, um, whether it's online or offline, um, they would rather go deeper, you know, with a hundred people than have, um, 2000 people follow them that are just kind of looky loose. Yeah. And I, thank you for being so honest and transparent about this. You know, what I'm hearing is that it's addictive and getting into the grind and feeling that your work, um, needs to be validated by others, by followers, by likes, um, 
can can be really painful for the real live humans that are doing this work. And also when we look out into the space of social media, especially looking for other coaches to signal to us, you know, how this thing goes, when we compare ourselves to others, it kills our joy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause now we're now we're caught up in the rat race, right? We're caught up in um the comparison thing uh, gets us to focus on the scoreboard and then it strips us of the actual process and enjoyment of coaching. Yeah. And, and I think there's a, a big part of social construction that goes into the way that we unconsciously create our personas on social media. Um, I made a really I mean, I'm all over the place on social media. There are some days where I have something to say. There are some days mm-hmm. where I don't. There are some days where I'm like, look, here's my dog. Um, yeah. And it's been such a struggle and such a challenge for me to figure out how I'm supposed to show up. Mm, right. And then there was a certain point where I took it back and I was like, you know what? I'm not actually supposed to do anything. My job is to coach my clients well and run this company. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to let that be yeah. the thing. Right. You know? Right. And there's a, I, there's a truth and a natural, um, I think overflow, uh, you, and also you putting your focus more on company and what you, what you, uh, you, you know, like if, if, if videos and social media kind of bring you anxiety, uh, yes, to a certain extent, you actually lean into it and there's growth there. But 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 also, um, it may not be your truth, meaning that may not be where you want to spend most of your time. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's an inflection point there. So when we realize that we're experiencing imposter syndrome and we're looking out into the world and, and we're catching ourselves, and this is one of the things that coaches are trained to do, and it's really hard to turn the lens on yourself, is to catch yourself when you're comparing yourself to others, when you're putting too much stock into the status quo. If you can get yourself to begin noticing, oh God, I feel so icky oh God, what is this? Then reverse it. Ask yourself, why not me? If someone, anyone in the world has ever presented a fresh idea and it's been successful, why can't you do that too? Yeah. And you have to disengage from the uh, popularity contest, you know, and I'm, I'm, I also get sucked into it every day. Um, I think that's why people are getting sick of social media, you know, because it's become a, a popularity contest and they're forgetting why they started this in the first place. And they're starting to um, go through the motions and, and, and uh, um, compete with other people instead of uh, genuinely trying to be of service and help as many people as they can. Yeah. All right. So those are the potholes. That's the things that we want to avoid, especially as coaches. Those are the things that we've seen derail people for a really long time. Let's talk about what we can do in real world terms as a coach to beat imposter syndrome. I would say number one for me um, is uh, community. It's to not do Mm -hmm. it alone. I think when you feel like an imposter and you're isolating and you're going on this journey alone, um, man, that's quicksand. Like how that's a very slippery tunnel to fall into because you have no one else to support you and tell you otherwise. So you just kind of concave on yourself. Absolutely. And, you know, as much as we've just decried social media, especially in pandemic times, social media is an excellent place to find community. Right, right. Um, and I think that's the way to use it is as a tool 
um, uh, find community and other people. So then you feel less alone. You realize this is normal. And then you guys hold hands and support each other and encourage each other's gifts and stories and, and all of that, you know? Yeah. And so if, if communities is a word that feels tricky for you, what we're also talking about are supportive environments in general. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's one or two friends that are also on the coaching or entrepreneurial path. Maybe that is a mentor. Maybe that's a partner. Like John and I have been business partners for forever. Um, yeah. And, you know, if you don't have access to an actual fully fledged community, some core um, intentional relationships can do a world of good for you. Yes. And, uh, and this is where, when you're saying all this, I'm thinking about also program, you know, um, if you're thinking about becoming a coach, uh, the program you decide to, uh, get involved in, make sure it has this piece. So you are not just swimming, you know, by yourself or holding on to this edge of the pool, but you actually are, you know, doing, um, backflips off the diving board and people are cheering you on and, and it's fun and there's community. Uh, it's one of the things that I didn't have early on in my career uh, when I decided to help people as I felt like I was doing it all by myself. Oh, yeah. And you you shouldn't do it all by yourself. You don't have to. Right. That's one of the awesome things about humans is they're all over the place yeah. <laughs> and you can connect with them. And, you know, if it feels a little bit scary at first to say, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to find other people who are interested in the same things as me to surround myself with, um, finding role models is a wonderful way to dip your toe in that pool and find similarities between you and somebody who's inspiring you. Yeah. I think, um, you know, they they have that saying that uh, you're as good as you're, you're good as the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Um, and I think there's truth to that when it comes to, um, building a coaching practice and pursuing this career, uh, that whoever you, surround yourself. That includes, you know, your everything from program to friends to, uh, what office hours you go to, whatever, um, you know, who you, who you, uh, learn, learn from all of that is going to contribute to positioning you and getting you on a path where, um, you can push through the imposter syndrome and, and, you know, process through it instead of letting that, you know, uh, hold you down. Oh yeah. And I, the, the key that you said there is surrounding yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, immersion is such an important concept in coaching that the more you can hold in your mind's eye and engage with that, which you want to do or accomplish, um, based on the science of priming, whether it's watching documentaries or putting up a vision board or having focused conversations, the immersion piece is what really will drive goal accomplishment. Yeah. So wherever you're at in your, your coaching journey, um, you could be, you know, five years in and feel imposter syndrome. Don't judge yourself. Or you could be just starting this process and feel imposter syndrome. Uh, it's a normal process. And, you know, there's going to be times that you, uh, it kind of fades and then it comes back. So what's important is the uh, environment, the structure, uh, the people you surround yourself with, uh, and also allowing yourself to feel it and know that it's normal. Yes, feel the know that it's normal. Um, and the the thought that I'll leave everyone with, and I'm so glad you said you can be five years in and still experience this, is that it's okay to change. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's okay to change your story. It's okay to change your mind. Uh, everybody has a false start from time to time and you can rewrite perceived missteps and you can walk forward with open eyes um, and try, try, try again. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to say that, you know, as you um, grow in coaching, uh, your passions may change, what you talk about may change, who you want to help may change. And all of that is part of this, you know, it's what makes it so beautiful. It is. And if you do experience that, I hope you share people, share with people, because your voice and your story is what will create the ripples. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, thank you for listening. Be well, and uh, we will see you in our office hours. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to journey.co slash everything to explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose and a strong community to do it in. We created Journey Coaching to equip you with the tools, training and community you need to attain your goals. Join Journey Coaching and begin your journey towards personal freedom and a transformative state of growth today. That's J-R-N-I dot C-O slash everything.